Are listening to video games to the max. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I'm your host Sean Garman. Here with me, as usual, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And your cat Valo. You have him back. Yeah. He's, oh he's, no, he is mad at you. <laughs> no, he does that whenever I'm holding him. He doesn't like uh, being held that much. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, <laughs> that's cute. Uh, <laughs> mine is the. Mine's the total opposite. He wants you to hold him all the time. Oh, mine really hates it. Yeah. I do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's how my uh, daughter's cat used to be. Yeah. Like, do not hold me. And then eventually she got to the point where now she's she's cool with it. I've had mine for 10 years. He's never cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't attack you or anything, but he just doesn't yeah. like it. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's not his thing. So we are here to talk about the Xbox Developer Direct. That just happened yesterday, and we're also going to talk about some news regarding the... Uh, it's funny, I thought I was just going to talk about Ubisoft Plus because that's how I uh, decided to to play Prince of Persia Lost Crown. Apparently now it's going to be in the news because uh, somebody had to open their mouth and, and uh, say something that really wasn't controversial. It's just it got taken out of context about we all need to get used to not owning our game and how that yeah. is uh, an issue. Uh, or not an issue, uh, but uh, we'll get into that. Uh, I've been uh, playing out uh, or, or testing out the uh, Power World that just hit uh, Game Pass in the game preview. It is in early access, also on PC, so uh, just be prepared for that. And I was surprised at, at what that game actually is, so that's uh, a tease for you there. Um, and whenever Mark is playing, we'll get into some other stuff. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy made some uh, big news for the United States. And more. All right. So let me just quickly get through this housekeeping stuff, which I'm sorry. I know it's not the most uh, interesting, but we got to do it. Uh, so really quick here, if you want to watch live, which you could do right now, usually around the 1231 o'clock time, you can do so. Uh, go find us wherever we have social media. So W2 Network on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, you can go on my Twitter, Tim Sean, as well, and a few other places that you can watch live. And then if you want to watch On Demand, it will be uh, on YouTube, On Demand, the video version. And if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, you can go and uh, not only get what we do here, Video Against the Max, but if you love entertainment stuff, movies, TV, uh, we have an amazing crew, Rattlesnake Broadcasting, that do like just fantastic reviews of pretty much any movie uh that comes out um any of the big movies that come out it is there for you to to watch uh a review they also did the review of the echo series of the marvel series that just came out uh so you can go watch that they did a star trek lower decks season three they did a review of the beekeeper so that's out there for you and also uh the rebranded uh anime show now called otaku cafe uh, they just did their first episode of the winter season. If you keep up with anime, you can go check them out. They do a thorough review of a lot of the seasonal anime that comes out each season. And they're at episode 100 right now. So go give them some love as well. Uh, officially, I think we're at like 381. 
for the show, I think, if I'm keeping tab. And also, you can listen on podcasts. Uh, it comes up a later sometimes on podcasts because I do try to actually edit the audio. Uh, but it'll show up on your podcast feed uh, probably later today. Uh, it's not like instant like the YouTube, but it'll be it'll show up there. So let's get on with talking about this developer direct, Mark. It was it did not last very long, breezy, like 48 minutes. So I appreciated that. They didn't overstay the thing. But any uh, general thoughts on the games that are shown, the how, you know, the uh, how they do the show as compared to some of the other, you know, what Nintendo and, and Sony does? Like, what do you think? Needs more uh, finger snapping. <laughs> Had to figure out a way to uh, get that uh, in there. Um, yeah. So what, what did you think about what they showed? And I mean, it was fine. I didn't watch the Hellblade 2 thing because I didn't play the first one, so it doesn't mean much to me. So, right. Uh, but the other, what was, your, what was the fifth game? Because I know they showed five. Uh, Vision, they had Square Enix come in. Oh, for Visions of yeah, Mana. Vision of Mana. Yeah. yeah, who cares? Not your thing, huh? Well, I mean, isn't that game out? Or No, no. It's, oh, no. It doesn't come out until later. That's the new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. I thought that was like the remake or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. No, I didn't watch that, but, you know, sure, it's fine. Or, yeah, I'm not a big Mana fan at all, honestly. I never played them. Aura looked intent, like sluggish, I thought. And I thought it was funny that, you know, some of the development team just clearly wanted to say, it's Civ 5, you fuckers. Like, just leave us, you know, like right, the one okay. guy was like, we don't have we don't have monuments. We don't, we have some other stupid term for like the grand buildings or like, you know. Uh, oh, the statue things, you mean? Yeah. The, well, no, it was like the pyramid. Like, he's like, oh, you can build the pyramid. Right, like they know. have, yeah. like you said, like they're basically like you can create big historical. Yeah, I think I'm like, uh, like, they're called like special works or something like that. Or great works, that's, that, might, that might be it. Yeah. Uh, or like the whole like, if you pick a, I, I forget the what, they're, what they called it, but like if you pick whatever empire you pick, you know, you have a leader and it has a special ability. It's like, where have I heard this one before? <laughs> right. Uh, but it's fine. I don't think it'll be on consoles or it won't be on the Xbox. But No, no, it's not. It's uh, yeah. like a PC and PC Game Pass only. I thought Avowed looked kind of... It's Avowed, right? Yes, Avowed, huh? I thought that looked kind of bad. What did you uh, think looked I, bad I, about it? It looked like that Horizon VR game, but... This ain't a VR game. Yes, so. I did. I did see a lot of folks saying it feels like it's supposed, like it should be in VR, like because VR can't yeah. do like AAA graphics that well. I mean, because right. you know, what do you? I mean, it's the whole, it's the headset and the, the computer and the headset. So what do you expect? Like, so yeah, it looked funky and it reminded me of that uh, Immortals of Avian game. You know that came out in Bond. Oh, Ven- uh, the uh, Immortals of Venom game. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, only like not as colorful, and it's like wow. Like I didn't think this could be more bland looking, but here we go. <laughs> right. And that indie game. I mean, you just want to talk about that, but I thought that looked kind of funky. Also, with the like uh, the first person whip stuff looked bad. Let's just say that the gunplay and punching dude looks fine, but like. He swung that whip, and it looked like it didn't connect with that guy at all, but it somehow still did. <laughs> That's like, yeah. Okay. And yeah, it's a shame I mean, Harrison Ford yeah. isn't back. <laughs> well, I mean, did you really expect that it was going to be... Damn right. He can be 85 and still do that role. That's <laughs> like what they did last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the fact that it's first person is kind of... It's a, an interesting choice. <laughs> I mean, that's what Machine uh... Games does. But, I mean, you know, look at you know, Wolfenstein or... 
um, or Wolfenstein, I guess. <laughs> right. Um, uh, like that's the. Uh, I, I think for the most part, uh, for one, I want to make a point that I thought they nailed the presentation of this. I think that that is it's great the way that they did it. I love the fact that Xbox went from we used to do these. Uh, was it the Xbox? I forgot what they called them. The thing with Major Nelson and they used to have Morgan Webb and all that in yeah. there. And they were kind of like these, uh, almost like we're doing like a radio show, but on 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 video. And it's and it didn't feel like it had any kind of personality, right? Whereas now we have these developer directs. And honestly, my takeaway from the thing was I wish they did at least one more throughout the year, not just uh, maybe it's something that they will they will kind of look into. Uh, as it goes on. Um, but it is a great like trendsetter for the year of like, okay, this is what we're going to put out, right? This is what we're going to go with. I mean, it was yeah. nice that it actually had like a roadmap. Or, yeah, you know, exactly. And that like, hopefully we'll hit it. <laughs> oh, I mean, I feel like most of them are going to to hit it. Like, I don't think I, they're going to have I, a problem. I think hopefully two will hit because they actually gave like a firm release date. Right. Uh, and uh, that, that Yeah, I mean, yeah. Right, go ahead. No, you can say that R game actually looked pretty far along as far as that looks like it'll come out this year. Right. Like I I don't know. Did they actually show any indie gameplay? Like Yeah, they showed that was looks like it's there's cinematics, but there's in engine okay. stuff. Like I when mean, they did yeah, the third was, person. Th- yeah. There was some gameplay, yeah, I guess. But like kind of like when they did the switch to third person and he's climbing up the pole and then yeah. Uh, you know, when they're doing the whip stuff and then other things where he's, um, you know, it's a mix of stuff. It's it's a movie game. So, you know, I think for the most part, they they did this right in that, you know, except for, except for the lack of Morgan Webb. <laughs> well, we don't need that, but it's fine. Like they it, they made it about the developers. And I do appreciate that. Like it was really cool to see them like this is what they do. Like this is the work that they're doing. Like we're actually seeing them do things with the game, whether it's the mocap on Hellblade 2 or the, you know, going, have Todd Howard talk about how he's passionate about Indiana Jones, which is interesting. Like maybe he had to have been going between both Starfield and this at certain points, right? Uh, So that's, I wonder how that much, if at all, that affected Starfield. But, um, you know, the the aura history untold, it's pretty obvious that they love, that game and that, you know, they talked about being former Civ developers and, um, you know, you're, you're going in and looking at uh, the, uh, the visits of mana thing. They talked a lot about that game. I was surprised they got so much time being a third party uh, thing as well. Like, you know, they talked about the, how they designed the monsters and the music and all that stuff too. And uh, avowed, to me, my my thing with the first person with Avowed is uh, it's jarring for me. I did see some of the VR kind of talk about it as well because the combat kind of looks clunky. The combat looks like it's not really hitting yeah. uh, the person that much. It doesn't feel like a weight to it. Um, yeah, like in VR yeah. games, they really have to fudge that stuff because there's no like, you can't get like that accurate. And it looks like they were kind of just doing that with this game. Like it's yeah, in the it, general direction, general direction of, of the enemy. So good enough. <laughs> yeah, it kind of felt like Skyrim a little bit too, um, you know. And it's, uh, but that's really not what Obsidian is the best at. What they're known for is like their writing and 
all of that yeah. stuff. So, you know, like I kind of understand it in a way of, hey, this is what, uh, look, this is a game. It's a, fir- you know, it's the first person kind of RPG thing, but I don't know that we need to like be expecting um, amazing uh, graphic stuff uh, right. with this. Like, so you know get get ready for that i guess in a way um they they did improve on as throughout like they showed some of the combat i think when they got to like the bigger enemies it looked better but i don't know i'm still kind of i think it looks a lot better than the first time they showed it right but yeah. i think that i don't know they it's not one that i'm super excited about um i don't know how you felt about like outer worlds it's obvious that that it's, there's kind of a connection to that as well. Um, I liked Outer you... Worlds, but Outer Worlds too had like a personality, right? Like this, yeah, this just, yeah. This just seemed, like seemed really bland. Okay, I guess. Where's Where's the Moonface man? Bring him back. <laughs> yeah, and and it definitely has that feel also of like I don't know. If this is necessarily like it doesn't feel like that AAA kind of thing either. Yeah. Right. Um. Whereas with Hellblade two. That's the game I thought they were going to do a lot more with. And then it feels like what Microsoft decided to do was, oh, we're going to just uh, we're going to just let them make a sequel to that game. And that's what that game is. Yeah. Right. Um, which I think ton of respect for that also. Right. Because uh, they could have just came in and said, look, no, you've got to make this like God of War. You've got to make this, um, you know a bigger thing it's got to be like 20 hours it's um you know you you, we're not gonna let it's not we don't want another eight hour thing that people are just gonna finish really quickly and whatever like respect to them for letting them make the game they wanted to make um yeah i don't know you know going through it there's really not a lot of gameplay in that thing so i was trying to see if i could find a spot where there's a bunch of gameplay i could run through on the video but there's really not it's a lot of them talking um but that's the only game that has a firm release date which is you know may 21st 2024 you can actually preload it right now on game pass i did that last night um and i i i look i like the game i don't know getting the preload preload in four months early huh right (laughs) um I, I love the first game, so if it's more of that, just on a, it feels like I guess the world is bigger for her, then I'm totally down with that. Uh, but yeah, I kind of want to see what's going to be different in this game. It looks like the combat is not so much, it feels like more like the combat is there to kind of, you're trying to get away from the enemy and not so much trying to fight the enemy. So I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah. Because the first one also had like a puzzle element to the combat at times too. So we'll see if they changed anything uh, on that end. Um, to me, I, you know, I don't have a problem with the, the Indiana Jones thing. Uh, Indiana Jones being first person to me makes sense. This is what Machine Games does. I'd rather them focus on something that they know how to do as opposed to trying to make the game third person and then they have to go back into development hell because they don't do as right. well with third person. Also, let's make it different than Uncharted and Tomb Raider, right? Because let's be real, even though Indiana Jones is the originator and they come and, and those games are, 
inspired by Indiana Jones, especially Uncharted, the first thing out of everybody's mouth is, oh, look, Xbox can't even do their own thing, right? They have to copy Uncharted. Be- and and I think in a way, they wanted to get away from that. They wanted to make it feel like its own thing, like you are Harrison Ford, like you are Indiana Jones and not like, oh, you're playing the character of Indiana Jones. So I can kind of get that in a way, you know? Um they should have made it like that N64 game where they just copied Zelda instead. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I, I think all the games they showed look good. I'm not a, a strategy 4X person, so our history untold is not going to do anything for me. But the other four games, I'm totally down. Uh, I liked the the Trials of Mana game I liked. Uh, the, the remake one was not very good, uh, me personally. Um, and you know, I love the games from back in the Super Nintendo days. So yeah, I'm I'm totally down for Visions of Mana. I love the fact that they I think I think this is uh Microsoft flexing a little bit. Like, oh, you thought that our only thing with Square Enix is uh that we're getting Final Fantasy 14 like so many years later. Oh no, it's not. We're 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 doing some stuff with Square Enix here, and we're gonna show that by actually having this be in our first party direct thing, which I thought I found that interesting. I feel like maybe there's more to come with this. Like don't, I don't know if they're going to announce other stuff eventually, but don't worry. Don't Square Enix is uh I mean PlayStation is flexibly next month. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know if they're gonna have something big to announce during that uh the big one that they do in the summer, which obviously that's the the main showcase for them. I think that that's also why they left some of the dates undone is because when they show you more on those games in the summer that's when they'll have more like realistic release dates and i don't i wonder how far along indiana jones actually is i don't doubt that that game could possibly get delayed um, yeah also so uh it's great that all of them have a 2024 date uh that's really good i mean at least with indie like they didn't just show like the, the stupid name and go like it'll be out eventually <laughs> yeah indiana jones in the perfect circle uh interesting name there they did sh- they did show him actually making a point with the story and all that uh do you think it's gonna make any tie-ins to the movies at all being in between i think guess the second and third movie no uh no not at all but although they should get john Ives davies back in there <laughs> i do think troy baker does a decent those are pretty good at Harrison Ford. Um, it, it sounded like him at times. And, you know, I'm I fine mean, with it. It's, it's yeah, good. Yeah, he can get. So, look, this is a, is a well-done direct. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, I would have got the guy who did, uh, it's another voice actor named AJ Lucasio, I think. I would have got him instead because he, he was, like, the one doing Han Solo and, uh, like, the, like, in Star Wars games for a little bit. And he, I think he's like a better fit, but Troy Baker's yeah, probably I, a, a bigger name, or you know, so. Right, I think they nailed a lot of the cinematic stuff. Uh, they show the stuff with the music, how they're trying to kind of make it yeah, feel. That's, that's all Yens cares about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what I thought about, too, when they show the music. I was like, oh, I bet Yens is uh, loving this stuff if he does watch it. But yeah, uh, this is uh, is it, it was a really good direct, great way to tell us what's coming out for the year. 
And now we'll see what, what they wind up showing in June uh, for that. And yeah, there's Xbox has some games now. Will they come out? We'll see. Um, yeah, at least we know. Hey, Hellblade's coming. The rest of it. I mean, we'll I, I would say good. three of the three of those five games will hit this year. I would say mm-hmm. the Mana game. Uh, you know, Hellblade too, obviously, and then that RE game. Avowed. You think Avowed's going to get delayed again? I, if it does come out this year, it'll be like way late. Let's just say that, or you know, like November, December type of thing. <laughs> yeah, the the only game to me that I was concerned might get delayed, and I'm fine with it if it does. Is Indiana Jones? I think if Avowed yeah. winds up being your fall game, I think that's fine. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Indiana Jones would be huge for them if they could get it in the fall. Uh, way to get people that are not uh, huge gamers or whatever. That hey, that's a franchise that people know. Uh, even though it's a franchise that, you know, it's, uh, kind of for our, our parents' generation more than ours. Um, right. so, and obviously the, the newest movie did not do well. So maybe this will revitalize the Indiana Jones, uh, franchise a bit more than the movie, but yeah, I wonder if this is going to continue also on, if this game does well, are they going to have more Indiana Jones games with machine games? I would like to see them do Wolfenstein 3 at some point, but I guess uh, it, the future is is left to, to happen there on that front. Some A little bit of bad news as far as Xbox is concerned. Um, and this is, again, uh, I don't think it's so bad. It's We got to understand that there's a war going on uh, still with between Ukraine and Russia and, and Soccer 2. Uh, the dev team decided to delay the game all the way to September 5th, I think it is. Um Maybe it looks bad in a way that, man, they've been working on this game for a while. But I think we still need to understand what, like, all of that dev team is going through. And and I'd, I'd rather them polish up the game and it wait till it's ready before we just decide to push it out the door because it's been in dev too long or, or whatever. So, I mean, um, hey, it's yeah. only It's only been in development for 14 years. No biggie. <laughs> no, but, I mean, in earnest, they've really only been talking about it, what, for the past, like, well, it seems like four years. So they may have been in development for a while, you know, in the pre-planning and all that stuff. But, you know, I, I think that they, for what they have to go through and everything, if they do get to come out this year, definitely going to be maybe one of those uh, gains for impact kind of things uh, because of the story behind it. But I, yeah. I'd rather them them wait and, and bring it out when it's ready. Uh it is an Xbox exclusive, I think, for like three months or something. So that uh, is another one in there for Xbox whenever they it, it does come out. Let's go ahead and get into the games we've been playing here before we get into the rest of the kind of new stuff. Um, anything you've been... Uh, a new WoW patch dropped, I think, Tuesday. And it yeah. had like a few bits in it. So I played that a little. I'm not sure if it's ending like next week, so... Trying to wring out as much as I can from that fucking game. Uh, <laughs> what else? Yeah, it's more of the same. I picked up another... I, I already had one. I didn't know it. Ever heard of a retro gen? No. It is this like weird bootleggy-ass cartridge. It's a Super Nintendo thing. We can play Genesis mm-hmm. games on a Super Nintendo. Because okay. it basically has like the Genesis chip inside of it. Interesting. You're just okay. using like, the Super Nintendo for like power and controller input. So I saw I saw it in this store online, and I had a friend grab it for me. 
spread it over like last week. And then I was looking through my stuff and I was like, wait a second. And I already had one in, in the box. Wow. <laughs> now, now I have two of these. Things. Are you going to sell the, the other one or? I might. I mean, it's not that valuable. It's like 15 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever. So I may just yeah. keep it. Uh, but yeah, other than that, not, not nothing. I do want to play the Prince of Persia, but I don't have the money for it. So. <laughs> Right. Uh, I I played a little bit more of the Prince of Persia. At least yeah. got through to the part where you are in the demo. So it does have like an intro where there's more backstory and stuff. Yeah, I, I figured um, that. Yeah. And then the intro actually lets you. It is. It does serve as more of a tutorial than the demo does. Like you actually go through the whole process of okay, go through the town while you're fighting, and then there's a big boss battle at the end, which. I hadn't gotten to a boss battle when I finished when I uh, got through my part of the demo that I did. Yeah. Uh, the boss battles are fun. That really does test you on uh, your combat and knowing when to dodge, being able to parry because some of the parries, some of the parries are unblockable. So you have to know when. Okay, well I got to dodge this one instead of parry. And then there's the parry that actually, the one that turns yellow where you can do the awesome combo thing if you do it right, but that the timing window is so small, it's not always uh, easy to do. So the first time I think I died and the second time he got me all the way down to barely and I had him down to that same much and I just went, took one swing and I was like, oh, he killed him. Great. Uh, and that was fun. So yeah, I'm, I'm up for more boss battles uh, with this game. The problem is now if I don't uh, play it before, Next Friday, I don't know when I'm gonna play that game again. So, um, I, I did try out a little bit of uh Pal World, which that game, like I said, just came out, yeah, uh, today, and it is in early access. So, you know, just be prepared that you're playing an early access game, and it tells you straight up at the front that that's what this is. Uh, and I'm actually surprised because I didn't. This game kind of makes it look like it is really just Pokemon, but you're controlling the character more and you also have guns. It doesn't really like explain itself that it's a survival game. So I was kind of in for a shock a little bit when I start the game and it wants you to start crafting wood and stone and build stuff and you're building your base and uh, all of that. So that's interesting. <laughs> Um, right. But hey, you know what? Sometimes you need that other aesthetic that you're used to to get you to play a game that you don't normally. Right. So I, I normally do not play survival craft games like that. Um, but the fact that there is like a Pokemon aesthetic thing where you are capturing monsters and battling them, whatever. But there's no like, oh, hey, I'm trying to capture them to catch them all or or go beat a bunch of evil gym leaders or there, there's none of that. That is not in here. It's this there. The story that's here is like with logs and stuff like that. Yo, what about team uh, rocket though? Did they show up? Uh, uh, <laughs> no. I mean, there are like other uh, people and, and like there are other like people figures in here, but they're really here just to like disrupt you. They're here to like mess with your base and destroy it and things like that. So, yeah. and, and the, uh, the pals, which they're all like, you know, really cute and whatever. Um, the pals are really there as like a means to an end. Uh, they all have some kind of function to help you in the world. 
So like one of them might be the one that helps you build a certain thing or helps you get a certain uh, artifact that you need or whatever. And also there's certain things that you can't build until you find that certain pal that you need. Yeah. So it sounds like, uh, it sounds it, like yeah. the system from a uh, fantasy star online, like the mag system. Okay. Kind of. Maybe that's, but uh, I mean, there, yeah, there's game, you know, it's like, Oh, you need, you know, a water type to build a bridge or, you know, yeah, whatever. exactly. <laughs> Something like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been actually enjoying it. Like I said, uh, you know, I don't normally play these kind of games. So having this kind of thing that I'm used to being able to like, kind of help me get through is actually really interesting. And yeah, I, I kind of, it, it's cool that, that you kind of learn that this game's different than, than what you expect, but definitely the, the pals are worth going to get. Um, like getting to control your, your characters good, just, just be ready. I guess that if you, if you're not a survival game person, this, this may not be the thing. It reminds me of, I mean, I reviewed it, I think a year or two ago, but that V rising game on steam. Okay. Yeah. I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Where, you know, it's like, Oh, it looks like a fantasy. It looks like a vampire Diablo kind of. Right. Exactly. But it's like, Nope. You know, you're chopping down wood and building shit. Uh-huh. So, and don't luck. you have to like uh at night is when you have to go and try to kill people to Yeah, because you can't to, go out in the sun because you know right. you get wrecked. So Yeah, um I'm not that far into it. Like I'd gotten a few pals and and I'd started to build my house or whatever, and then I had to start getting ready for it because it didn't it came out at like three in the morning Eastern time because they actually did it based on Pacific, where the Pacific it came out at 12, 12 a.m. Then it came out here at 3 a.m. I got up yeah. early to play the little bit that I could, and then I had to start. We're still moving things, and and then I had to start getting ready for this. So, but yeah, it, I've I've been enjoying it. I'm probably going to play more this week before the big game that I, both of us are probably going to be playing and talking about next week. Uh, Lack of Dragon Infinite Wealth uh, comes out, and yeah, also Tekken Eight. Yeah, Tekken yeah. Eight comes out that day too. So. Uh, th- oh, you mean we're not going to be both playing that also? <laughs> I actually like Tekken, but I'm. it's not something that I, if I get that game, it'll be when it goes on sale. I actually dislike Tekken a lot. So. Oh, okay. So it's one of the fighting games you don't like. My my uh, old college used to have a Tekken, I think it was a Tekken 2 arcade machine, set on free play. And I just oh, that's feel like cool. my, my yeah. time is more, more valuable than this. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fair enough. Um. Yeah, that's kind of all I've uh, been playing. I, I still had to do a lot of moving and stuff, so I probably would have played more Prince of Persia and had more yeah. to talk about it, but yeah. I I'm goes. hoping this week we finally get done with all the moving and I can get to kind of being in regular uh, regular mode and, yeah. and kind of do things. But yeah, speaking of, since we're on the, the – I did mention Prince of Persia. That is on Ubisoft Plus that you can go and – uh, pay your $18 a month, which actually that makes it the most expensive of the streaming services because PS Plus and uh, Game Pass Ultimate are both $16.99. That, that is $17.99, actually. So um, to kind of go into the news thing involving this, a, a Ubisoft uh, exec decided that, well, he's he's like promoting Ubisoft Plus, right? He's He's talking about how they feel like they have this they rebranded it into Ubisoft Plus Premium, which makes it to where you can play it on PC and Xbox and Luna. You just have to connect your uh, Xbox um, account to it, and then it will have the game show up in your 
library once you download them very much like game pass does um and it actually does show up on the the main screen too so if you have you saw plus it'll tell you oh there's games you can go download and stuff so um and and if you want to play like recent stuff you know that not just prince of persia there's that uh pan, um the avatar game which was actually pretty decent and the assassin's creed mirage which you didn't like very much right about, but uh there are other people that have been liking that uh, there's something else to be said about that's now what two games that have come out th- on that $50 price tag. So I wonder if they're going to be doing that a little bit more often to try to get you to subscribe instead of getting you buy the whole game. Uh, we'll see if that's um, kind of their, their MO. Uh, I do think that that kind of goes along with the whole, we talked about this when we talked about the, the, the whole, the triple a, uh, well, I talked with Jeff and then I think I talked with you as well, the, the whole triple a, uh, budgets are getting out of control so we have companies making smaller double a yeah. games and i think that's kind of going to be some a part of a trend that we're seeing with xbox and ubisoft uh both we're okay with making double a games and you probably need to start being okay with that too because we can't afford to keep just making grandiose crazy triple a games all the time um so a way that they can also get revenue is with this ubisoft plus premium thing and interesting that it's not on PlayStation also. But Philip Tremblay, the director of subscriptions at Ubisoft, uh, says that he claimed 10% of subscribers had never previously played any of the company's games before, which is interesting. And then also the Ubisoft SVP, uh, Chris Early, is the one that kind of made this comment where he says, The point is not to force users to go down one route or the other. They have the option of purchasing or subscribing. But in order for subscriptions to continue to rapidly expand, gamers have to get used to not owning their games. And this got blown up because gaming sites kind of misconstrued this a little bit in order to get people to do for clicks. And this started a whole firestorm of people talking about Oh, so Ubisoft doesn't want us to own our games and all this stuff. Um, it led into kind of a rabbit hole of a lot of talk about game subscriptions and where they're at. Uh, we had Matt Piscatella come out from Circana and talk about how subscriptions have been flattened and they're only like 10% of the market and the way people consume games. Uh, the Larian Studio CEO, Sven Vinky, uh, who most people will probably know as the guy that was talking at the end of game, uh, you know, the game awards, and then they shuffled him off as well. Um, he also had a big thing on X Twitter about how, basically, explaining their whole why we're not going to put our games on on game subscription services. You know, saying that there's nothing wrong with having the subscription service, but they're not in favor of that because they don't want a monopoly happening with subscription services where it's the only way that we can consume games because we won't have games like Baldur's Gate 3 uh, because you won't you only have a certain amount of people that will control what gets put out on that subservice and and basically the way that they got to pitch Baldur's Gate 3 with a lot of idealism and a lot of oh well you're going to be able to do this and this and this and this and having all this freedom is going to make people want to play this game uh, you won't be able to really do it that way when you're trying to get people to play constantly on the subservice. Um, I know how you feel about subservices, so I kind of think I know your answer, but 
like what did you think of all of this like um does Ubisoft have a point or no well yeah. it, it has a point for Ubisoft that like oh we want to we want to grow up subscription service so that you know but it's like that that point doesn't translate to the gaming public that much unless you're part of the service like if you don't use their service you know then you're screwed and you know right. I, I think the point his point well the, the, the fear is like what if Ubisoft puts out a game that's only on the service that you can't you know you can't buy it's like okay well i guess i'm not going to play that one then right and the, the other fear is what happens if the service goes away like remember yeah. uh game tap mm. they had a few like exclusive games on that thing that i don't think it ever well been. stadia right yeah well. well stadia i think most of the games have I'm well stadia you had to buy the games but still it's a whole service that went away right and then right. they had to go refund people and, yeah, and all that will or, everybody do that, right? Because yeah. Google didn't have to refund anybody. They could have just, uh, they could have just said, "Okay, we're going to give you a PC key to all these games that you have, and that's it, right?" Like, okay, well, you still have the game, but you know, that's it. And yeah. and they actually went further and just refunded everybody. Um, and and I and I do see your point. I think he he also talks about this, right? He says, uh. You don't have to worry about that because your get your save is not going to go anywhere. Whether you unsubscribe or subscribe, it's locked to your system, so it will be there. And if you want to come back later and play again, like months later and resubscribe, you can do that. Uh, you'll know by the fact that the the service is still around that you can have faith in the service. You can have faith that it will be there. And I kind of get his point, right? It's the same thing with Game Pass, right? Like. Uh, PS Plus, you can download that game. You'll have it for the length of time that it's on that service. And then if it goes away, your save is still around. So if you want to buy the game later, you can do that. Um, but I, I think that this kind of proves this whole theory of it's not going to be dominant. It never will be dominant. Um, it's not the same thing as movies and TV and music where those things are less investment for you as a time sink, right? Where, oh, yeah, I want to go watch this movie for two hours and that's it. Like, oh, I, I feel like watching this movie. I'm going to go find it on whatever service it's on. I'm going to watch it and then I'm going to not think about it again, right? Uh, I think games are a much different thing because it's a time sink. Like, you have to give well, time. to it's, yeah, not, it's not just that. It's also a money sink. Like in your in this example, yeah. like let's say you want to watch, you know, down Periscope, you know, some. Yeah. It's like okay, you can you can either stream it probably on Amazon Prime or Netflix or whatever, or you can rent it probably for four bucks from iTunes mm. or whatever, or it could. I mean, that's only twenty four hours though, but still, or you could buy it on iTunes or Amazon or whatever for like five thirteen bucks digitally. Right. But that's two hours. So, you know, you can't, you can't like rent a game like that. Like, yeah, I just want to rent, I would just want to rent, rent Prince of Persia for a week and I'll play, you know, five bucks and, you know, beat it then and there. <laughs> I mean, technically you have a month, but still. Um, I, one, one problem yeah. I have with this kind of also is, uh, at least with some services, is like, if you're subscribing to Netflix, there is a very large library of crap, uh, you know, movies or TV shows or whatever. Right. Ubisoft, 
There's a library, sure, but only Ubisoft game. And if you're not into those, or, you know, I mean, like, let's say you don't like Far Cry or Assassin's Creed. It's like, okay, well, that's about 20% of this library. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what EA figured out very early on. Yeah. Right, is that I don't also, think we need to have our own, we have our own EA play, but why don't we just tie it to Game Pass right, and make yeah. the library bigger, right? Yeah. Um, and the other the other problem kind of is like, it it feels like these services are, are kind of just preying on people that like, they're just hoping you forget you even have it. No, definitely. Yeah, there's definitely so, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and I, it, there's, that's certainly a way that they make money is hoping you forget. Right. Yeah. And then also having constant content drops that go, oh, but you know what? I might want to watch that. So I'm going to stay subscribed. Right. Yeah. Or, but the, the problem yeah. is, is yeah. like an Ubisoft can't maintain a constant, you know, right. drop of content. No, I, I yet, agree. I, I think eventually Ubisoft is going to merge with, yeah. like, with uh, the service at least. Uh, I think that either that becomes part of Xbox Game Pass as well or uh, something where, because, I know it's an alternative, right? They're still having people buy Prince of Persia. People are still going out and buying Prince of Persia Lost Crown. People went and bought out, bought Assassin's uh, Creed Mirage. Yeah. Um, the, the thing for me, like I said, is that Ubisoft, I wonder if this will stop Ubisoft from putting the game on sale so quickly is the fact that they, you have another avenue to play the game if you don't uh, want to go out and pay $50. You can go and pay $18 for one month, play the game, and then if you want to wait, which is what I'm going to do, I'm going to wait until it does go on sale and I'll buy it then because I do enjoy the game and I do think that it's well made and it deserves, uh, you know, people to go out and buy it. Um, that the So eventually they get two bites of the apple. So it's not bad. I don't know if eventually they can't keep up with the content and they do end up merging it with, with Xbox or, or whatever. And it all kind of just becomes out of one out of you know one huge giant library. But I think they also do this because they're going to have those Activision Cloud games on there. So it's a way for you to, oh, it may not be on Xbox Game Pass, but if you subscribe to this thing and you need the cloud for it, you can play them on here. And it's a way to get people to subscribe to Ubisoft Plus that way too. So I don't care that these things exist as long as it's never the only option. Yeah. Uh, not like not like Spotify kind of is now for music where, I mean, there are other music services, but there's so much music that like, I mean, yeah, you can go and buy it on iTunes or you can go and try to find the CD or the vinyl somewhere or whatever. But as long as it never gets to that point where it becomes the, the priority way of, of playing games, I'm fine with it. I'm cool with it being an option, right? I should always be able to own my game, which is what I have a problem with Nintendo I know it's their retro stuff, but I I hate the fact that I can't go I mean, and just buy Golden Sun one and two. Right? They now. sold you, they uh, sold you that crap twice already on the Wii and the Wii U. <laughs> it's like okay, I know, but time. that's the point though. They should yeah. have just made a virtual console. That if they're making a big deal about the Nintendo ID, right? That it's the Nintendo ID goes with you to the next yeah. console. Why right. couldn't you have made one more virtual console where your purchases go with you? Just like PlayStation and Xbox have done. I don't understand what I get it. Nintendo wants you to subscribe to this thing. And they probably feel like you wouldn't subscribe if I could just buy the game that I wanted. And well, and, well yeah. they you can only 
you can only play on their hot online multiplayer games if you subscribe, man. Well, that's the thing too, right? Like, there's still the purpose of I wouldn't be able to play. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You know, you can buy those tracks from Mario Kart Eight that they came out with separately, but like, I wouldn't be able to play against people online with Mario Kart. But I think that that's also because they know that their online service most of the time is not great. So right. it's like a way to hide the fact that they don't put all of this, uh, you know, development into having this amazing online service. They get you to subscribe because of the games, and then oh well, you also have online. And yeah, but I'll, I'll, yeah. I mean, in Nintendo's case, I'd rather have them actually fix their online shit instead of going, "Hey, we put Golden Sun out," yeah, which takes just... all of two minutes. You know, they just drum drop the ROM in the, in the Game Boy emulator and go, here you go. <laughs> right. To me, it's like, it kind of sucks because of the fact that, like, their games hardly ever go on sale, right? So it's like, I wanted to, I, I want to be able to enjoy their old stuff while I may not play some of the newer stuff all the time. And yeah. and 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 I kind of get people, I get the people that, that say, which is why Game Pass and PS Plus and all that also are kind of on the where they've stagnated is because we have to under, we have to remember that there's so many people that just buy one game or two games a year. Why bother having Game Pass and pay monthly for that thing when all I want to play is Call of Duty and Madden? Yeah. Right? I'll just I'll just buy both of those games and then why you know I don't it's not like Netflix where I'm gonna turn on Netflix to watch a movie or a show, or whatever, to kind of waste two hours. If I'm not using that service at all, why why pay for it? I mean, right? that would be me. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and I and I kind of get you as well, right? But you're also the the you like having your physical game. Uh, you know, you buy the retro stuff all the time. So um, I I'm one that has accepted the digital. Uh, I, mean, I accept that, like, but, you know, we don't get like physical review copies anymore. I well, mean, we don't. I mean, but it's gotten... also because it's it cost them way. You'd have way less people reviewing games if we're yeah. giving out physical copies. You know, um, yeah. It's this is an interesting kind of dichotomy of there's still a lot of people that say, oh, this is where the games are going, and maybe we will see this eventually happen as more games become digital and digital and digital. But the fact that Gaming is like the one standout that continues to fight for physical things. Uh, and we're seeing a little bit with music as well, right? We're seeing a lot of uh, this, you know, my daughter's generation, like, uh, and even our generation, right? Going back to vinyl, uh, I recently bought her a vinyl record player and she has vinyl records of her favorite artists. Um, and I think people are starting to kind of go back into, oh, I want the physical thing. Um, but I, I think we're still not seeing that that much with movies um, and TV shows as much. But games is just that thing that, like, we need to have the physical thing. And there's still some – I still have physical games over there on this, this – you can't see it anymore. But the, the little physical uh, stand that I have over there with my books, I have physical games that either GameStop wouldn't take anymore or just – I like to have them because, you know, like Gears of War and Halo and stuff like that, stuff that I grew up with. Um, so. You know, I still think about it sometimes of like, oh, do I want to go get Final Fantasy VII Rebirth physical uh, at some point? Yeah, I might just to have the thing there and, and say, hey, there's that game. It works. Um, I don't want to get into the whole whether you actually own it or not thing that that doesn't really have to do with this news. But yeah, I'm sure it will be something that 
that comes up again and again as this continues or or what happens. But I do think that the fact that Xbox and PlayStation have already come out with their own thing will prohibit. I don't think we're going to get the movie, the movie and TV show thing that we have right now. I don't think we're going to get 20 Ubisoft pluses. I think Ubisoft is doing it because they need a way to to kind of stay around and have another kind of avenue to make money. I think we're going to see way more like EA Play kind of decide that they're going to be inside one of these that already exist. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't think we have to worry about that so much with gaming where we're going to have, you know, 10 different subscription services and it's the only way you're going to play all these games and, um, you know. And like the, I, I should mention, like that Retro Arcade one is awesome because you're playing old games that like are, no, most of them are like no longer able to be purchased or on consoles right. that, yeah. you know, you can't play them or you well, obviously you're not going to go play them in an arcade. Like that stuff is amazing. Like I love the fact that that Retro Arcade exists. Um, but I don't think we're going to see that proliferation of subscription services. So I don't think we need to worry. Uh, but moving on uh, from this topic here, uh, just, what did you think of um, Hogwarts Legacy is officially the number one selling game in the U.S.? It, it speed out Call of Duty. Uh, uh, that's surprising because Call of Duty has been slow. I mean, slowly in a downturn. Like the past, like this one uh, didn't review gr- went great. Uh, right. Modern Warfare Two did, I think, but that Vanguard one bombed horribly. And I think a lot of people just saw this as kind of like not the next step up or like not the next game is kind of, I mean, they even said basically it's like a glorified expansion pack. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, the fact that they tied it into that, like call of duty global thing. Yeah. And part of it, you had to download call of duty Modern Warfare three, four, but then also part of it, you had to download this other thing for, and it really did kind of feel like it was supposed to just be DLC for modern warfare two. Right. And the fact that and, like all your stuff from modern warfare two comes in, which I think they've never done before from like a previous game. So, yep. Interesting that we did have uh, some other ones, uh, you know, on here. So like the top 10 or so is some of the ones you'd expect, but then some, some interesting ones too. Um, Hogwarts Legacy was, this is the United States, by the way, also United States only. This is not the entire world. Right. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 3, Madden 24, then you get Marvel Spider-Man 2 at number four, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom without digital purchases. So I wonder if it would be even higher if you had digital purchases in there. Diablo 4, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Crazy that you also have Modern Warfare 2. But I think having that DLC with 3 and 2 kind of made people also buy 2 as well. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, and then EA Sports FC, which I wonder how much the FIFA name changed uh, had something to play there because I wonder if it would have been higher if it was still called FIFA 24. Probably. <laughs> and then Starfield, right there at number 11, which I wonder if it wasn't on Game Pass, it would have been higher. But also the fact that it is on Game Pass and it's still number 11, I think says a lot too. Um, I'd say it's, 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 yeah, it's kind of interesting that Mortal Kombat's on that list, but not Street Fighter 6. Yeah, well, I mean, but Mortal Kombat always outsells Street Fighter, like Mortal Kombat, is like that game that if you don't like fighting games or you don't understand fighting games, like Mortal Kombat's a lot easier to get than Star Street Fighter, at least for me. Like, no, uh, Street Fighter Six really went a long way into fixing that problem. <laughs> yeah, but 
I don't know. I think it's like the cachet that Mortal Kombat just has with casual, uh, you know. So it it's it's so well. It's crazy that it's in the top ten, but that's good. I mean, um, Star Street Fighter Six is there. It's just number seventeen. Final Fantasy Sixteen's there. Um, you know, Resident Evil Four and Super Mario Bros. Wonder are right there under Starfield too. So yeah, yeah man. Um, even old ones like Mario Kart Eight and Minecraft still in here in the top twenty. Yep. Uh, says a lot, you know, there. So, Mario Kart will never die. <laughs> no, and I'm sure they're probably already working on, on Mario Kart 9 for the Switch 2 or whatever that's going to be. So, yeah. Uh, if they somehow make that into like Mario Kart 9 Ultimate, where you have all of the tracks from Mario Kart 8 also, that is that's going to be insane if they wind up doing that. I don't think they will, but it would be cool. Um, I, I think the problem with that is it runs into the problem that Smash Brothers is going to have, like, yes, just you know, okay, expect the next game's coming out. I want it to have all this old, all the old shit from the last game. It's like, yo, the old game had sixty characters or sixty tracks. I'm like, that's not feasible for a launch game. <laughs> uh, happy Friday to you, K Mid. Glad we're getting into the weekend. Um, yeah, that's. I don't know how they're going to do this with Smash Brothers, like. You gave everybody the ultimate Smash Brothers, essentially. Like, how are people going to be okay with, like, going back to, what, like, 20 characters or whatever? And then yeah, potentially basically unlocking the same characters again and then paying for the same characters again? Like, well, that's even, it. that's yeah. even if they can get some of those old characters back. Or some of the guest characters, rather, you know? Right, the, one, the non-Nintendo ones. But I feel like, okay, Sonic, they don't have a problem whoring out sonic and putting there like that you know uh, uh even mega man or or even like square enix doesn't have a problem with at least getting the final fantasy ones on there i don't know we're gonna get sora again like that's that was a once in a lifetime like thing but yeah it, that's gonna be interesting with with smash Bros. and it, yeah like you said with mario kart it's been around this entire time so how do you get people to go from mario kart 8 that just got like uh 50 tracks added to it to Oh, we're gonna suddenly accept Mario Kart Nine. Like they really need to somehow innovate even more to get people to go down that route of of getting yeah. those games. Um, that'll be interesting. What they, I mean, is Sakurai even gonna be involved with whatever the next Smash Brothers thing is? Um, that's that's gonna be another thing that we'll have to see what happens with that uh, for sure. But um, looking into uh, some a, a sad thing for me. I've still been buying Rock Band 4 DLC here and there when they have songs that interest me. Um, you know, they they haven't really been putting out the the most amazing uh, music ever since they kind of went independent. And, and even when Epic has bought them, they haven't really been doing that. They've kind of just been putting out DLC, which still, to think about for from, what, 2014 when that game came out to now still putting out DLC every week is freaking amazing. And to go back to the, you know, the, the start of rock band, they were really the first ones that, that made you be okay with, Oh, we have content coming out. Like they were, they were one of the first service games, really. You know, if you think about it, um, yeah. especially rock band four, which like came out almost completely, uh, just bare bones, right? And then they've added stuff onto it and onto it, onto it. 
finally added online play a few years ago and all that stuff. Like, finally made it the complete game that it actually is. But ever since you had Fortnite Festival, I could see the writing on the wall immediately. Right. Epic owns them. I mean, Epic even, eventually is gonna push people to to go there. Oh, not. Since since Epic bought Rock Harmonix, you could see the writing on the wall then. <laughs> well, yeah, but like, okay, they were developing stuff for Harmonix or whatever. But like the moment that you have Fortnite Festival and you're trying to get people to enjoy the same songs, yeah, and they're on a constant changeover on that thing having rock band kind of be around is sort of like a conflict of interest, I guess. Right. Um, so I don't know. I, it's going to be sad. Cause I feel like we're eventually going to get to the point where they're going to say, Oh, you can enjoy rock band for the way it is, but we're not going to do any more stuff for it. And yeah. I'm really sad for, I feel like it's just inevitable that sooner rather than later, they're going to get to that point. Yep. Cause they're going to start putting I feel like they're eventually going to start putting stuff in the Fortnite festival that's not just songs. They're going to start putting modes and, and other things in it. And that will eventually be like, oh, this is, if you want to rock band five, yeah, play it's over band. here in Fortnite. Right. right. It's not, we're not going to get a rock band five by itself. And that, that makes me sad as a rock band lover, as somebody that had rock band showed me so much types of music that I will always enjoy because of downloading that song and going, oh, wow, it's this band. I never knew that they did this song and then going down the rabbit hole of enjoying other things by that band, you know, like it's um, it, like introducing my daughter to it, playing with my friends, like going to parties and, and rock band is there. And then like the fact that they announced, oh, they're, we're going to try to make the rock band instruments work with this, with Fortnite Festival, that also kind of, kind of spells the doom for it. But Props to Harmonix and that whole team for being able to do DLC uh, all these all these years. It stops officially January twenty fifth is going to be the last week. Um, so yeah, it's it's coming. Uh, it kind of Rock Band four always felt like one of those things. Like okay, they're just going to put out DLC. It'll just keep kind of tr- rolling along. And then yeah, once once they did the Fortnite festival, it was like ah okay, this is kind of this is, yeah. this is getting to there. But you know. Pour one out, pour one out for uh, the Harmonix and then Rock Band Five. I was always holding out hope that maybe Epic buying them meant that they would do a Rock Band Five, but instead, uh, of course, they just shoved everything into Fortnite because they they have to keep Fortnite going. Uh, that's their cash cow. It's the whole reason they can. I don't think I don't think they can go back to just being we make Unreal Engine, right? Like. No, but what, yeah. you know, the scary part for them is like, what what happens if and when Fortnite fails? Then it's like, okay, now we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, like that is kind of scary, right? Of like, will it ever become to a point where people just get tired of Fortnite and it doesn't matter what you do with it? It's like, oh, we've moved on, right? We're we're doing something else. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens if this generation, like my my daughter's generation behind us, uh, if they do get to that point where it's like. I'm just done with Fortnite, right? I mean, people uh, probably thought the same thing of like Second Life. Remember that, you know, 20 years ago. Well, and it's yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Look how look how well that's doing nowadays. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, but people probably thought about that about Wow, right? And that thing's still going. So. Uh, yeah, kind of. <laughs> I mean, but it's still going. Like they're still making content for that thing. It's there's it's getting story new stories. 
Yeah, but the, the, I, I would say the difference between like WoW and EverQuest. I mean, EverQuest One is still going on. Right. Uh, it's like they're they don't have to like license like shit for it. Or it's right. Like, exactly. Oh, we we put the Terminator in this, or we put Goku in this, or you know, and having to sign deals and probably pay some amount of money for that stuff. Right. You know, it's like, okay, what happens when you've done run out of pop culture stuff to put in this game? <laughs> Yeah, will they ever be able to run out of pop culture? But it feels like they can constantly just add people, and people are happy about yeah. people being added to there. Speaking of something that's like Fortnite, uh, like Splatoon, uh, Foam Stars, which I, I'm not going to do that anymore because Square Enix really doesn't want you to keep calling it a Splatoon ripoff or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they don't want. They actually came out and said we would really love if you guys would stop doing that. And actually, like, come up with a with your own like genre name for Foam Stars because it's not like Splatoon. Actually, uh, people that have played it said it's actually a lot different than Splatoon. Call it um, like fluid shooter. <laughs> but that being said, it is going to be on PS Plus next. So I don't know if you still subscribe to PS Plus or not. But yeah, okay. So both of us could technically play it together. I guess Jens could play it. Randy could play it. That'd be cool if we could all the four of us could just uh, you know try to play this together and check it out. Uh, for a whole month, so you'll have from whenever it is that they put the game on in February till March fifth, and then it will actually cost money to buy Foam Stars. So it will cost thirty dollars. So everybody that's not subscribed to PS Plus and everybody wants to check out Foam Stars, might want to go subscribe, pick up Foam Stars, uh, check it out, see if you like it. Of course, you have to stay subscribed in order to continue being available to you. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think this is a this has always been a good way to go for Sony. We've We've seen it work with Rocket League, right? We know what Rocket League is now. Um, obviously, it didn't work for Destruction All-Stars. That game just wasn't that good, to be fair. Right. Um, but it, it is serving a surface, right? It is going and and trying to get people to play the game. They wanted to get a lot of people playing this game and, of course, drum up hype for it and everything else and get people to check it out. Um, do you think it's, it's going to do well? Do you think uh, this will drum up interest or... Maybe. Uh, I mean, I've seen some previews, and it, it was okay. It depends on, you know, how much content they have planned for it, or, you know, that that's always the problem with live service games, is they just kind of run out of content at a certain point. And how long will that ramp be, or will it feel fair to players? Yeah, they, they did talk about that also. Um, I mean, they did say that there's going to be themed seasonal updates over the span of a year, at least. Yeah, um, I, how long will it take them to hit the for the numbers to dip down and for them to break the hammer on the yo insert Final Fantasy characters into this thing glass you know cabinet? <laughs> yeah, they said that the characters are going to be free that they add, but that there's going to be a six dollar battle pass, premium season pass, whatever the heck you want to call it, yeah, uh, to unlock other characters immediately and cosmetics. So. There well, is going to be sort of a roadmap for it, at least. This would be that awesome Apex Legends Final Fantasy VII crossover. Oh, no, no, no. $300 to all the shit. Please, no. I was, you made fun of me like that, and you're like, oh, you're going to play Apex now, right? I'm like, nope, this is not going to do anything for me. I have nothing to do with getting some skins uh, for that. But they're they's basically are going to try this uh, dual season pass structure and see if it works for them. Uh, I do wonder, like, if some companies 
you know, are okay with putting these things out. And if they don't last forever, it's also not the end of the world. Like if they just have it come out, get revenue, get some extra money as an extra way of funding, and then just say, okay, after a couple of years or even a year, just say, hey, we're going to keep the servers up, but we're not really not uh, putting out any more stuff for it. Yeah. Do you think we could see that kind of be an evolution of a service game of just maybe we don't tell you right away that it's only going to last a year, but we're going to see if we can get this popular and it lasts a couple of years and then that's it. No, because uh, I mean, they can't do that. I mean, they could, but like if, if they actually came out and said something like that, but like, okay, you just eliminated any and all interest in your game. Except for like, right, no, that's what I'm saying. They don't tell you that it's going to last. Right. But I mean, or whatever. think about like, you know, Avengers, like they didn't, I don't think anyone saw that thing, at least initially shutting down, but hey, it, it did. <laughs> I mean, but I think that's also where you first saw how, oh, okay, there is a chink in the armor in right. some of these uh, service games. Like even a big IP like Marvel can go down if it's not good, right? Um so that, that kind of was the, the first one that was like, we already had that a little bit with Destiny, but Destiny, we know that that, that game is, that's what that game is. They just have to keep putting out content and try to get people to not think about the things they don't like about it. Whereas Avengers right. was like, we wanted this to be the next huge service game. And because it wasn't that good on the multiplayer side, it didn't become that, right? Yeah. Um, and unfortunately for them, that sucks. Uh I did like some of the Kamala Khan story and all that, but again, as you know, we know what happened with that game. I, I don't want to. I don't. We don't need to indulge going down that rabbit hole again. But yeah, <clears throat> let's see. Let's hope Boom Stars is good and uh, it will get uh, folks playing and and they'll like it. And who knows? Maybe it'll be up for unlock. You know, pay twenty bucks to unlock the foam gunblade. <laughs> eh. Yeah, not to mention they use some like AI art. In that game too, which you know didn't uh, that always raise works. the ire of uh, funny people. And I'm not. That's not cool. Square Enix, come on. We don't need to be using AI art. Yeah, pay hey, your, if it's good, if wonderful it's, artists. We don't need. Uh, if it's good enough that. for Magic the Gathering, it's good enough for fucking foam stars. <laughs> um. Well, here comes the the sad part of the show where we have to talk about more layoffs again. Uh, Embracer, of course, always leads the way with this, ter- you know, terrible situation. They have uh, laid off several people from Lost Boys, which is a support studio that worked on Borderlands 3 and Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Um, about, I think, the staff has apparently got up to like 400 people in 2022. And according to Aftermath, uh, they uh, hit the studio with layoffs. They don't they didn't like say the amount of people or give a percentage or anything, but they said a sizable portion of people, according to uh, one of the folks that got laid off. That uh, yeah. yeah, this happened. I can see that. I mean, uh, the support studio also, like, yeah, mm-hmm. right. But it's like it just further goes down the hole of Embracer just absolutely ruined this, you know? Right? Like they they stocked up on so many freaking studios seemingly endlessly and then just now we're just seeing the gutting of it and it's so sad all these people losing jobs and everything else and it just it just really sucks to see you know it's like it's different where okay 
we all this always kind of happens in the industry like okay the game gets made and people get laid off and uh because they had to ramp down whatever yeah. but it's like when embracer did it's just like on another level it's it's just despicable and it sucks you know that don't happening. worry once they put out that destroy all humans three remaster everything's going to turn right around <laughs> i have exactly i don't even what is the next like they have some sort of big don't they have some sort of big game that's coming out that new mud uh, runner game is that <laughs> that actually well, is that... <laughs> but i don't know it's so hard to keep track of their nonsense anymore so yeah um it also uh another one the the thunderful group which they own like around 30 different subsidiaries like seven dev studios three publishers um they've had to restructure and lost about 20 percent of their uh employees so that sucks as well um you know thunderful has made some really cool indie games or at least published them uh one that i loved a lot you know spear fair so it sucks that you know more devs lose jobs um we're we're just seeing this everywhere like i feel like this is going to be again another running theme of 2024 we're gonna every week I'm doing this also as a way to like kind of keep track a little bit of just how much we're having to talk about this. Um, the other studio was Dead by Daylight. Their behavior interactive lost some folks as well. Uh, they don't really give a kind of an idea of how many people, but um, the fact that already uh, they there's actually a um, game developer, Farhan Noor, that's keeping track of this, uh, like videogamelayoffs.com, videogameslayoffs.com. And apparently 10,500 people were laid off last year and already around a 3,000 people have been laid off this year. Hey man, got to be, gotta beat that record somehow. <laughs> getting, getting it done early. Yeah. No, but I mean, it sucks for all, all those devs, everybody losing jobs, you know. Uh, I really do hate the fact that we pretty much talked about this like every week this year already and it will probably continue to be that. And I wish we didn't have to. Uh, but freaking game studios and publishers just making bad decisions, and here we are. Yeah. But hey, let's look on the bright side, uh, at least for the upcoming games. For you know what's coming this week, we already talked about uh, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth coming out on the twenty sixth. Also, Tekken Eight coming out the uh, same day. I'm gonna tell you that's that's also crazy that we have. I know there's two different games, but right. <laughs> uh, you do still get a lot of uh, beating people up in in Lack of Dragon Yakuza, you know. So uh, interesting that they chose that um, as well. But some other stuff that's also coming. Uh, of course, you can go and get that ten dollar upgrade of Last of Us Part Two Remastered right now if you want or you can buy the game i guess yeah i heard uh, that uh the roguelike thing is actually pretty decent yeah i heard that too um a lot of people complaining that this should have also been free but you know but it, apparently there's not like a ton of content right that uh god of war uh riding rock valhalla was like more content than that but you do get the full game and there's a lot of people that still haven't played that full. like i haven't played the whole full game i think i got to like part of the way through or whatever and then i just got started playing with you know other games or whatever but yeah i'll get that ten dollar upgrade why not it's ten dollars 
Yeah. Uh, to, to have the best uh, version of this game. Another code recollection also came out today. The two uh, visual novel like collection game that's on switch. It's switches like first, I guess, big first big release of the year. So uh, go check that out. It, again, it's going to be very interesting when we get that direct in February. What is Nintendo going to announce? Are they going to tease the Switch 2 at all? Because like right now, they just have the three Mario remakes and then Princess Peach, and that's kind of it yeah. uh, at the moment. So we'll uh, we'll see what's going on uh, with that. I, you know, we talked about Power Roll already, uh, and also there's the um, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink coming like a little bit later in yeah it got delayed to like mid-february i think now oh it did now well my amazon one did at least i don't know if it okay amazon that's that's amazon doing their thing yeah uh that they love to do which is so weird like they're supposed to be about trying to get uh you know your game out there on time they right i don't know why they're kind of just okay with with having your game come late uh roots of igrisil is uh supposed to be a really good uh indie game on pc that comes on the 24th uh check that out uh the apollo justice eight attorney trilogy finally comes uh to our current well they're the last gen consoles mostly but still can be played on the current consoles so you can play the apollo justice game and the two latter ace attorney games uh that you can uh, i'm not there's a lot of i'm a big fan of ace attorney game so i will eventually probably get this at some point and uh, go mecha ball is going to be on game pass and also out on pc go check that out um yeah so we're starting to get into 2024 proper here with the big releases uh yeah. finally and then the week after that persona 3 reload uh i'm excited i know you're excited right are you you're, yeah. are you getting that or yeah i'm getting the collector's edition so all right. Um, yeah. Well, you finally want to talk about what we, I think it's been like for a month now. Uh, right. <laughs> Doctor Who Christmas yeah. uh, special and all that. Um, yeah. What'd you think of like, the three episodes and then the fourth? <laughs> um, I, It was really awesome seeing David Tennant back, you know, uh, and yeah. Catherine Tate as well. Uh, obviously love those, those two. Um, and it was. It felt like you know he'd never gone away. It's like he's he's there the the whole time, just kind of waiting. Uh, I like the story and all of those. Uh, the the whole the whole um, Catherine Tate's character can't know who he Remember. is or she's gonna die, yeah. and then uh, they pass it on to. I know I know it's rather blatant messaging or whatever, but the the passing it on to her daughter and uh, yeah. so, that, know, in that first episode, that's the only thing I didn't really like is like. I get the message, like the message is fine, but it's so obvious or so blatant. Oh my God. Like, did you learn nothing from Chibnall? Like, don't do this. (laughs) Like try to obscure it just a tad. And it's funny because like, I didn't know the daughter was a trans actress. Like I kind of figured that out like halfway through when they kept like saying it basically. Yeah. But I was talking to Jens like right after the episode, he watched it and I was like, what'd you think of the uh, trans actress? And he was like, she was trans. Like, you didn't even know. Yeah. So, like, how, how could you... I mean, okay. <laughs> right, but, I, I mean, it, it doesn't... Uh, it's cool that they put that in there. Like, again, it's, it, you can... I get the folks that are upset that it's blatant or whatever, but it yeah. makes sense. Uh, the second what, episode is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and the third episode is decent. Uh, 
you know, knew, knew Patrick Harris was cool. Oh, he was awesome as a toy maker. Like, uh, yeah. just that whole uh, spice of your life thing. And the fact that, like, he never heard the song, apparently, and then he kept having to hear it or whatever to be able to do the part. And, I, I can buy that because, yeah. yeah, he was yeah. American. So, <laughs> the whole does he know? Yeah. I thought it's funny. I mean, he, but he, they were so big here, right? Like, it's, you know, well, he was doing it, his own thing. Like, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it's the, I, uh, I, what do you think I, of I, the new doctor? Okay. The one thing I I also didn't like the the quote unquote by generation. It's, uh, I'm okay with it, like to keep him around. Uh, I mean, well, I I didn't like the name. It's like okay, no, but right. uh, it it felt weird because it, I mean they just introduce it, and it's like okay, you've established that like you know the doctor is apparently the cause of regeneration or like the the start of it. Oh, you know, over thousands of lifetimes because of that whole stupid timeless child nonsense. It's like, why would this be the first one? Uh, I, I mean, uh, that's the. I think it's the whole it, thing of making the new doctor feel like he's he's free of all the baggage and he's free of all the the stuff that happened to the all the other doctors, right? So yeah. he's kind of his own thing now, and and then but, that's when they go into the new episode where he's like dancing in the club or whatever. Like that's that's why. Uh, I really doubt they'll bring it. They'll bring back Tennant though. <laughs> like it felt like kind of like the right off of him, you know. But all right, you're... maybe it's also it was also sort of a like a uh, if this doesn't work. Yeah, maybe maybe you know. But yeah. like yeah, that new guy. I think his name is Shooty. Shooty or... Gatwa. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. You know the the episode he was in, like you know the main one. Uh, it was good. I have the companion a lot. Uh, uh, Millie, yeah, uh, well, that's uh, the act, yeah. Millie Gibson, yeah. I think. Millie Gibson, uh-huh. uh huh. You know, decent. I thought it was interesting that, like, it was the first time I think in Doctor Who where, like, it was like not a shitty family. Yeah, no, it, it, it and I, like, I love the family dynamic too of them. Yeah, like, it was like, like new Doctor Who. Like, it wasn't like the mom, like Rose's mom. She got better, but Rose's mom, uh, Donna's mom, and especially. Uh, which uh, Martha's mom were all like bitter, like just constantly complaining about shit. So yeah, it was nice yeah. to see this foster mom, like not be like that. <laughs> well, but then, uh, Ex- one, of the, for, like, you know, one of them is like sick, right? She has kids. Well, that's a uh, grandma. Okay. The grandma. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I thought it was interesting though. When Millie got, I, I forget the actress's name. I think it's no Ruby. That's it. Ruby. Yeah. When she got arrested in the timeline, then the mom like became like a bitter, like she could, She's just like, ah, fuck it. But then, you know, yeah. it, it was a nice way to show that, like, Ruby had a positive influence on someone. Right. Uh, uh, I, I think although, that I can't ever hurt. I know she she's uh, she's important to, like, the older doctors, the the older lady that kind of, like, throughout the episode is. Yeah, it, it's theorized uh, that she could be, like, uh, oh, there's some female female doctor who's, like, evil. I forget her name. Yeah. Uh, Ram- Ramona, I think. But I, I thought that was interesting, the, like the way she changes throughout the episode too. Um, the goblin stuff was funny. Oh, the Ranny, uh, that was it. Yeah. Right. Uh, the... The, I thought the goblin stuff, like, I know what they were trying to do, but that goblin song was terrible. <laughs> like, oh my! I, I thought I, it was just, fine for what it was. Like, I just had know. flashes back to like Star Wars, the the Jabba the Hut when they. Yeah. They, okay. Like, oh no, God! <laughs> I thought they did better with like the CG on this too. Like it looked a lot yeah, better than what it has been lately. 
Yeah, I actually thought that with the uh, second episode when they were in that starship. Like, yeah. Wow, this looks this looks really impressive. Like, well, and then also when like they're hanging in the air on the ladder and they're using the those gloves or whatever, like yeah. it looks like they really could be in the air. It doesn't look like oh, this is a total green screen thing. Yeah. You know? hey, so, hey, it looks like that Disney put in a budget, huh? <laughs> yeah, the Disney is helping in that way. Um, I didn't really have a problem with anything necessarily. Like, I it's not like uh, there were some folks were saying like, oh, you already feel the Disney influence. They added this and added that or whatever, and it's like that. I didn't have a issue with really I mean, any any of the episodes. You can see the Disney influence with the uh, the, the console room. It's like wow, this is a big ass room. Like yeah, <laughs> it really does feel like way bigger on the inside now. Like before, yeah. it's like okay, this is bigger. But like, it's now it's, it's, like, it's yeah. a little sterile in there, or a little yeah. like antiseptic. But like this is big room. <laughs> I feel like they'll eventually he'll be adding his own like personality and stuff to it as the time as we actually get well, to like the episodes. Yeah. You know? They added the jukebox. So <laughs> yeah, that's that um but yeah, yeah so I'm far ex- I've liked it. Yeah I'm excited. I mean I'll watch more of them when they come out. I think they said April or whenever Yeah know. April. Right. Yeah. Uh yeah it'd be good to see them go off on like more adventures. You can, yes. you can clearly see that Ruby's kind of like the the Rose Tyler you know, yeah, in that mold, but hey, but I, I really love Shooty. I think like he adds like a different dynamic. Um, has a lot of personality. Uh, well, reminds, I mean, he's a lot younger. He reminds me kind of yeah. like, almost of like the Matt Smith Doctor, but not yeah weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he has a little bit of his quirks, like the Doctor, like the kind of like usual Doctor quirky kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like I love that first interaction he has with the guy that. Uh, he's there with the the wedding ring or whatever, and he's like, "Oh, she's gonna yeah, say cop. yes." Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, she's gonna say yes? What?" Like, you know, th- I thought that was really cool. Like, that was well done. And um, I don't know about the the this. What do you think about the new Sonic screwdriver? That was bad. Yeah, uh, it looks like a TV remote. Yeah, and also the way that uh, this, I mean, they did it in the Tenant one, also, but like it could could have force field. It's like what? Yeah, this is dumb. I mean, shit. I'm cool with adding new things that the screwdriver can do or whatever, but like, I don't know. It's just it looks. It should always look like a screwdriver to me. Or yeah, like yeah. have like that wand look to it. Yeah, I exactly. mean that's the problem of uh one of the issues that people didn't like in uh Capaldi's era with the Sonic Sonic sunglasses. Yeah, and he that's... said it was he said it was like a choice of his because he was like, oh, kids can you know maybe kids can't afford a screwdriver or you know the the replica toy. So here's like the cheaper alternative. It's like, I mean, kids can make believe anything they they hold as a design screwdriver. Like you right. know, like who cares? I mean, I get. I guess yes, you can buy somebody a cheap ass pair of sunglasses and they can wear it. Yeah, or whatever. But I mean, you can hold a know. spatula and say it's a sonic screwdriver for all you know for all little <laughs> yeah, kids. That's, that's you know. very true as well. Uh, but yeah, I didn't like that. They should yeah should have kept you know tenants one or make a new one or something. But yeah, you know, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, so I'm excited for the when the new episodes come, and we'll probably talk about them weekly on here too. Yeah, uh, it's funny they introduced a son, you know, ten, ten a screwdriver, and they had it for three episodes, and that was it. <laughs> well, you know, he's got to have his own his own thing yeah. uh, as well there. So, but all right, that's gonna be it for the episode today. Um, of course, you know, like I said, next week we'll we'll have some. Probably early, early, earliest thoughts on uh, Lack of Dragon, Infinite Wealth, and uh, whatever else is going on in gaming in that week. So 
Uh, look forward to it. Thank you for watching, listening, wh whatever it is that you did. If you watched live, we'd really appreciate that as well. Thank you so much. And of course, go subscribe. W2 Network, you get anytime we do a show, it is there. Um, and of course, you get our other stuff that we do. And you can go find us on podcasts too. Just uh, search video games to the max. And anytime we do a show, it will be there. So uh, until next week, everybody. See you later. Later.